Hello and welcome to this AFL Life. I am your host, Alison Smanoff, and I am joined by my co-hosts, Rachel Hibbert. Hello. And Susan Cadman. Good evening. So very quickly, round one of VFLW, Falcons didn't get a win, but was it good to be back up and running? Yeah, I mean, every game of footy we play, we are very grateful for at this point, so... Great to get round one underway and now we roll on with the rest of the season. Yeah, exciting times. Um, so, Hibbert, you didn't play on the weekend, still on the comeback trail mm-hmm. from your long-term injury. Mm-hmm. How was it watching from the sidelines? Bittersweet. Um, yeah, it's it's always hard to be on the sidelines when you're, you're that close. Um, but it was so exciting to see some, some new Falks and some – old Falcons who've come up through the ranks through our NFNL program um, get on the park in a VFLW level. It was, yeah, super, super exciting. And um, if you have a look at the the best performers um, for the the weekend, we've actually got Steph who came up through our under-18s program. We've got Manaya who we've plucked. She's a bit of a wild card. Um, (laughs) But she's a really, really exciting player to watch, um, as well as Sid, um, who's a, a destroying ruck. Um, so it, it was just really exciting to see footy happening and the Falcons colours running around, to be honest. But, um, yeah, can't wait to, to join them. Yes. Yes, apparently Sunday we play again at Latrobe um, yep. against Hawthorne. So that'll be that'll be interesting. It's always a bit of a grudge match, to be honest, mm. be- between us and Hawthorne. So we need all of the support that we can get in Falcons colours down there. Um, and bring your umbrella, uh, bring your own shade. Um, yeah. Because it's really hot. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you are looking for a VFL day out, it's a double header with Carlton and Port Melbourne after us as well. So definitely get get out to Bandura. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so jumping into AFLW games, positives and RFIs. I am going to pick on you, Hiba. <laughs> Hopefully, it means that I can take some of your positives and RFIs. <laughs> Um, super exciting to see Richmond on the winners list. I think they showed a comprehensive game of football. Um, Ellie McKenzie is just a star. Oh, she just she? she slotted straight into the competition, and I think uh, well, we've said it once, we've said it ten times. The new girls who are coming through the ranks, who have gone through the program since they were at least sixteen. Uh, just slot seamlessly into um, into the AFLW, unlike maybe year one where we were pl- um, plucking cross-coders. They've just... Kids are all right, aren't they? The kids are great. Mm. We also saw West Coast Eagles nab their first win for yes. the season, which was really exciting because, you you know, we've watched Richmond go through a season without having a win. And, yeah, and I guess we're willing Geelong to win this season as well. Um, but to see them have a win over the Suns at home uh, was really exciting for them. Suns put in a gallant performance, but um, just wasn't wasn't their day. Um, and the other positive I have was watching Collingwood in the flesh. Um, mm. <laughs> Vic Park is, as we said last week, the home of footy. Um, it was hot, but they were hot pies. Yeah. Hot party pies. Um the only time I haven't liked the Collingwood theme song, though, <laughs> just because oh. I was backing all my mates. Because oh, your heartbeats, heartbeats true. My heartbeats true. Yep, in the AFLW. But um, 
just watching them, I think we're saying, how on earth do you beat Collingwood? And you really have to nullify all three lines across the ground, which is proving rather impossible. Because mm. um, you think you've won it from the midfield only to have it turned over really quickly in your back line or spat out into the forward line and it's converted into a goal by a forward or a midfielder. So it was just awesome to watch, but I just felt so bad for Melbourne because the silliest of mistakes were preyed upon. Yeah. That's me. What about you, Caddy? Positives? Oh, well, he was just taking mine, so I'm just trying to think of some more. (laughs) Oh. Thank you. Do you want another one? We got to watch footy together. Positive for me? Watching footy with my mates. We had our first game together for the season on Saturday afternoon. Mm. where the first official meeting of the Elise Parker fan club met at Witten Oval. Um, not many Giants supporters there. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was... Not much orange. <laughs> alone when Giants kicked their goal. That's what it sounded like. Absolute crickets. <laughs> but you know what? I loved it. it made me cheer. It made me cheer louder. So, unfortunately, not the Giants' day. Um, but still, Hiba, props to you for the signs, mate. Well done. Oh, they were outstanding. Yeah. I'm actually sad we put them in the recycle bin. I know we probably should have. We kept should them. have framed them. Yeah. We'll uh, no doubt have our picture as the. As the pod picture for the week. Definitely. Um, mm-hmm. But no, really, like just sometimes life is busy and finding the time to go to the footy is really hard. It can get hard. Yeah. Um, we haven't managed to do it as a threesome together yet, which yep. is pretty wild. So, yeah. <laughs> Round five. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But shout out to a couple of friends of the pods who are sitting with us to watch the game. Yes. So, yeah. Lindsay and Quinny. Um, oh. Thanks for joining in. We love the, the footy banter. Loved um, it. Yeah, it was good fun. And I hope we can get to a game together again soon because it was great fun. Yeah. I'm sorry I left you at half time. Was it half time, quarter time? Oh, you ditched us at quarter time, mate. <laughs> because I was getting bitten by ants on that grass hill. I don't know what is happening at Witten Oval, but I was sitting there and I one crawled you. down my pants. <laughs> and <laughs> Witten Oval is an assault on the senses. <laughs> And it continues to be. And it continues to be. And why did you sit right next to the speakers well, again? Well, that's where Quinny was already sitting Quinny, there. Quinny, you so stitched it, us up, mate. Stitched us up. So, well, because I had friends sitting behind as well and they moved because the speakers were too loud. <laughs> so, that's the, yeah, two reasons I ditched you was um, I got bitten by ants and the speakers were overwhelming. Yeah. But still had a great time. And I came back, so yeah, you you're did. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my positives were pr- pretty much the same. Um, seeing Richmond get their first win was really exciting. And you could just see how much it meant to not just the players, but all of the support staff. And yeah, and I have to agree, the first official meeting of the APFC was pretty fun. And a highlight uh, for you, Alison, on social media. Mm. Could you just oh. run us through the excitement <laughs> that occurred? Well... I just want to backtrack a little bit because we met up with Annalise Lister after the game Mm -hmm. and we were telling her about the APFC and the handmade signs that Mm -hmm. we'd made. And Lister said, oh, yeah, yeah, she's great. She's a unit. Oh, by the way, she's over there. Should I bring her over? (laughs) 
And we both squealed and said, no, no, no. <laughs> we literally, it was like someone had told 17-year-old Hibber that Harry Styles wanted to have a, <laughs> have, a, have a ketchup. And I crippled and I looked at Alison and went bright red and Alison was like, oh, oh, no, 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 that's fine. She she looks busy. I was, yeah, it was, I was... Yeah, really flustered. But anyway, so I, um, my friend Megan Brewer is a photographer and she took a couple of snaps. Um, one, one of us with our handmade signs and another yep. candid of me, you know, very seriously placing the signs <laughs> with a very stern look of concentration <laughs> on my face. Um, and that got shared by uh, Siren Sport and somehow uh at elise underscore parker three has commented on my photo unreal with the you know praise hands and an orange heart thank you ap love your work fangirls anyway yeah it's exciting it was exciting it was really exciting i think i'm still (laughs) a bit excited about it i love how much you've got worked up about elise parker just Annalise told me that she's going to get her to send us a little video. Oh. <laughs> it would be the success story of the year. We're going to get her on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. By the end of the season. I was almost I was almost going to pitch to you guys that we drive to Canberra this <laughs> weekend. <laughs> but Count you've, got a, you've, got a, you've got a you've got a you've got a game. Yeah, we've got a game. VFL, game. Ga- VFL game. Bloody VFL. I feel like Caddy, you're a Canberrian and you're New South Walesman person mm. and if we were to interview Elise Parker, mm. you'd have to do it because I'd, I'd we'd lose the plot. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> I would be able to do it actually. <laughs> oh, she's like if I met Kathy Freeman or something, I wouldn't be able to speak. <laughs> I have another player though that I would like to bring to attention. You know, there's lots of players that are improving, and um, you know. It'd be hard to single every single one of them, but I think one that um, I'd really like to flag is um, Tilly Lucas Rod. Heck yeah. <laughs> Good um, call. Good call. I think that she's stepped up um, another level this season. Mm. And I think she's a vice captain or she's in the leadership group. And I think when we talk about leaders, you know, captains leading by example, she's really taken that on and leading that young St Kilda side. Um, and all of us stats have, you know, Got skyrocketed. Seventy-five um, percent disposal efficiency is pretty good. Averaging, yeah, that's what got me. Yeah, averaging yeah. eighteen disposals, like it's very impressive stuff. So I guess, um, you know how sometimes just there's a flash and of, of a player, and you're something like seriously, like you have just stepped it up. There's been a few this year, but she's just one of them we haven't um, touched on yet. So, mm. in terms of positives, again, another great game from her. So I want to put that in yeah. it do you know what it kind of reminds me of is the second chance hero kind of thing you know yeah like you make mac um and tilly tilly's been around for years she's only like 24 or yeah something. and she's you know gone through the vwfl and then the vflw and then aflw and she was one of those players at carlton who would play consistent footy but was never quite a star and then goes to st kilda and has the opportunity to just turn the game on its head and just show everyone what she's got. Same thing with Ree Watt. Uh, never really got the chance at Carlton mm. and then goes on to Captain St Kilda. So 
it's yeah th- those names that are sticking around and they they have that potential to really really change their team's game mm. um so yeah i'm glad you brought her up caddy huge huge improvements yeah yeah love to see it mm. yeah good call one more positive for the weekend we can't go past um indigenous round the first ever aflw indigenous round yeah every club had a beautifully designed jersey um either from someone within the team or someone with close to the club. Mm. They were beautiful, all of them, absolutely beautiful. Um, they got a lot of airtime, which was great. Um, even in the media, they made the effort to tell the stories of the con- of the jumpers and from the land which they came, which I think is really positive. Yeah. In addition to this, we w- were told that the AFLW in each Indigenous round is going to have an honoree, which is fantastic. Really, really happy that um, Aunty Joy Murphy received uh, the 2021 honours. She is very well known within mm. the Melbourne community as a member of the Wurundjeri pe- people and has contributed a lot to AFL in AFL women's in various community um, and other forms. So it was fantastic to see her being presented with the honour at Vic Park on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, that's so great. It was really, really nice. So really happy with this new tradition. Yeah. Shall it live long in AFLW? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so RFIs, I've got a couple Oh, first yes. one is again just my feedback for whoever does the sound at Whitnoble <laughs> for crying <laughs> out loud. Can I just say that I went to Vic Park on Sunday, sat it's right next to a speaker. Absolutely pleasant. It was perfect. Oh, see, so I wish you one that was really loud. Oh. But I think I had a grandstand behind. Oh no, me. I was in the open area. I think. But Whitnoble, we were in the open area. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, seriously, I was so close to getting up and unplugging it. I was. It was. Really At one stage, I thought you were. Alison <laughs> like threw down her beer and got up and like ran to the fence as "Let's get loud, let's get loud," <laughs> and she ran to the fence. I was like, "No, don't, don't, don't touch anything, Alison, don't do it." And then she was like trying to get Megan's attention across the fence, the photographer, and I was like, "Oh God." She's just going to be like embarrassing mum. Like, no, mum, no. Don't, don't embarrass me. <laughs> anyway, but yep. What else have you got for us? Um, well, I mean, this this isn't this, this isn't really an RFI. It's just really shit. But the three ACL injuries oh. that occurred over the weekend. Yeah. Just uh, my heart goes out to, to all three players. Yeah. It's just, you would know, Hipper, it's just a shit injury. Yes. Yeah, I think we've. There hasn't there's been a small stream of them in the season so far, but three in one weekend's a real real shame. And young players too is always really, really hard to see them see them happening. And something my surgeon said to me, uh, when we first went for my appointment after I did it, um, Julian said that statistically speaking, no matter what level of sport you're playing, if it's a contact change of direction sport, he would expect two ACLs per team per year. Yeah. And that's just the nature of sport in general. He said, I'm not just saying football. I'm saying netball, basketball, squash, tennis, the most random sport you could think of. I mean, my uncle did his ACL going down the stairs. Mm. My boss did hers getting out of her car. It's just one of those innocuous 
things that happens in a, in a, in a setting like that. Um, and it's just heartbreaking to see because it is, you know, after it happens, you sit there and you, you're really sad and you think about it again and again and again. What if, what if, what if? It's just, and there's nothing you can do about it. So, yeah. but you get up and you go on and you get through the next day and then the day after that and then you have a surgery and it's all uphill from there. So, I I wish them well and I know their team will get around them as well because there's always someone in your team who's been through the same thing. So there'll be people to lean on. But yeah, it's really shit to see. Yeah. I've never watched the replays. Yeah. Have you got have you guys got any other RFIs? The only RFI I have is <laughs> the filming of the footy at Vic Park. Really random angles. And I it didn't bother me because I was I was there. But <laughs> I sat behind the camera crew who were in the grandstand behind the player box. So you can imagine what kind of view that is out across the field. And Vic Park's a bit of a hill. Um, yeah, so you can't see across the other end of the ground. Mm. Um, and so when I, I couldn't quite see what was happening on the other side, I watched the TV in front of me. And it just, the angles were shocking. Like, I don't know, Channel 7? Sorted oh. out. Look, I had a rant about this last week, but it was so I was so worked up it was really incoherent, so I didn't put it in the final <laughs> episode of the podcast. But I do uh, when I am less worked up, I will uh yeah, I've been very unhappy with camera angles. Being a someone who has a background in video production, it really irks you. Irks me. Yeah. So that's my RFI. Caddy, anything? I don't wanna be that guy again, but RFI for me, kick it through the big sticks. I'm looking particularly at the demons. It was mm. so hard to see them 15 metres straight out in front kicking points. I know that they're down on confidence. I know that the pressure was probably getting to them. But, geez, they just could not get it through the middle. And it's just – it could just – it changes the game if you can get – break that momentum with a goal, you know, that could just change it. And it's just – um. Yeah, I mean, I know I feel like I talk about it every week. Um, yeah, could get through the big sticks. Yeah, I think we talk about it every week because it's a problem every week. Mm. <laughs> and I kind of feel for the D's because they they made a point of trying to be more accurate in front of goal this year, and they had been up until last week, and it just seems like it's continued on, and it's really hard to reverse that once the kind of rot sets in. I think they were a bit flustered because Collingwood's game style is to move the ball really quickly and quickly but really effectively. And so I think Melbourne just – the I imagine the wording was get the ball going. Yeah. Whilst they moved the ball, it wasn't effective movement. It was just into space or into a defender or not to a, a, a winnable one-on-one. Um. An RFI that I think is perhaps not the actual football, but it's the fixture, is Gold Coast's movements. I, I don't know whether it's the AFL making the call or whether it's the club saying <laughs> um, we're happy to do whatever you need us to do to keep the competition going, but they've been on the road for five weeks in a row. Um, I just don't know what that does for fresh legs, for team morale, Um what that does for consistency. I don't know if they've had their support staff over there or whether they're just coming home now and regrouping 
and getting their feet. I know they got home at 3 a.m. this morning. Um, and yes. speaking to Jamie Stanton today and she got home at 3 o'clock, had three hours of sleep and then went and taught at school. Wow. So I, I, f- I really feel for the sons. They've um, been on the road for a long time, similar to what GWS faced at the start of the year. Um, so I just didn't want to forget about them because yep. um, they're not a Victorian team and so we, we tend to forget. Um but they've had a bit of a rough trot. So I'm, I I look forward to watching them this week in Adelaide. So they're on the road again. Yeah, Jesus. Um, but I'm, I'm really hopeful that that means that for the next couple of weeks that they have some consistent home games. Um, they, I mean, they just have to. You can't have a team on the road for that long. Um, so all credit to the Gold Coast for turning up and, and performing the way that they have. Just hope that they can string together some final games of good football at home. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully they get to play at home. They have to. You can't. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's time the Melbourne teams actually got out of their state and got on a FIFO. Yeah, well, I mean, to yeah, at least go and play in the states that they can. They can. Mm. And they can, like, for the yeah. most part. There's no reason now for this. The only, the only border restrictions are WA at the moment. So, yeah, yeah get on, get on the flights and go up to... Queensland or go to Tasmania if that's what you know you need to do to keep the competition going or get to Canberra I don't know guess what what time is it Al it's question time (laughs) our first question got sent to us actually on Thursday very organized very keen before I even put the call out for questions wow it's from at Thornbury Horticulture Design. Dave. Yes. Hello, Dave. Hi, Dave. So, Dave says, hello, this AFL life. Loving the current lineup and quality content. I don't believe these comments, you know. I'm a long-time listener. First-time question asker here. And his question is, who is the best number four in the W this season? Huge, Dave. Huge. So... Just to wow. just for just for context, I'll go through in alphabetical order the number four from each team. Mm-hmm. Chloe Shear, Shani oh. Webb, Maddie Prisbarkus, Abby Green, Ange Stannett, Darcy Maloney, Jordan Hickey, Catherine Smith, Karen Paxman, Alicia King, Monique Conti, Claudia Whitford, Courtney Gard, Izzy Huntington. <laughs> what the heck? Great pickup from Dave, first of all. Now Dave is a Western Bulldogs fan, mm. but also a Falcon. Mm. So this is Paxi versus Is for Dave. Basically. Oofed. Throw in Conti. Oofed. And Brisbarkus. And Sheer. And Sheer. <laughs> Crikey. What do you reckon, Al? Oh, it's really hard. Who you I, got? It's, it's, I've, I've narrowed it down to two. You got to pick one, Al. No, well, okay. So my, my two are... Izzy Huntington and Karen Paxman. Yeah. And I haven't <laughs> made a decision one, yet. You You've have got to pick, pick one, Elle. In the meantime, no, no. Caddy, make her pick it. I will make her pick it, but I want to hear your, your side too. Who's yours? No. <laughs> oh, my God. The Elle pressure. needs to pick it. I'm putting the pressure on here. She's wussing pressure out. Pressure point. Pressure point. She's waiting to see what we're saying before she decides. Okay, I'm going to go Izzy Huntington. Oof. Oof. Good choice. Caddy, who you got? I don't want to say the same person, so I'll say. You can though, if you if that's, yeah, that's uh, if, if that's. But you. like, it's a line ball for the, so many. 
for Sparkus. Mm. Very undeniably amazing at football. Yeah. But that is seriously good company she's keeping in that number four. Yeah. I'm going to say Monique Conti. Her game on Friday. Mm. Her game every week, let's be honest. Yeah. Just I, I just think in yeah. control that, like, control the game for a win. Like, it's a really impressive. Well, there you go. Can I just say, though? Like, sorry, sorry, that, Karen. <laughs> well, is, is that the changing of the gut? Like, that's three young players. Paxi's still dominating, the, absolutely dominating footy again. And we've all gone with younger players. I think that might be a sign of the times. You yeah. Know? I really thought one of you was going to say Paxi, though. I thought you were going to say Paxi. It's so hard well, to go I past do, them. Yeah. And I think, I think she is the pinnacle of the AFLW. But I also think that Monique Conti makes more of a difference to her team. So I notice her more. Yeah. So that was a, that was a really good question, Thornbury Horticulture and Design. Okay. Next question from... Ellen B. Positive. Love our regulars. Yeah. Melbourne and Carlton were both flag contenders going into the season, but are both sitting outside the top six. How do they turn their seasons around? What's gone wrong? Did Melbourne trade too many players away? I have to say I didn't think Melbourne were up there in terms of contenders because... Oh, actually, sorry. There's one more part to the question. (laughs) Is Carlton too reliant on Prasparkas mm. on the inside as well? In terms of the Demons, I think that they made it pretty clear that they were doing a rebuild or at least a slight rebuild with their trading and drafting. Um, whilst they have really strong core still, I didn't necessarily think personally they're up there for a contender. Um I think that they surprised us all when they came out the first few rounds and didn't miss a goal and had those few wins and um, got everyone excited. But I think they're probably about where I expected them to be right now. Um, that being said, yeah, they they need to kick more goals. Um, yeah. In terms of Carlton, yeah, I really, it's a real, oh, hasn't it been amazing to see Darcy Bessio back at her best? Yeah, she's like, been playing great footy the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been fantastic to see her spark back there. Um good point about Prasparkas. I think she does a lot of the grunt work in the middle. Can't think of too many other inside mids at Carlton who have the quite the same effect. Perhaps Carlton is a case of relying on too few to do too much. Not quite the spread that they need. I think, well, yeah, with Carlton, I think definitely Prasparkas is their driver on the inside. Um, so they definitely missed her on Saturday. I think they're really desperately missing the run of Dalton and Walker, mm. like massively. Mm-hmm. And it, so it just kind of – so I don't really understand why they maybe wouldn't use a Maddie, Maddie Guerin in that kind of role because she can just take it and run and is an excellent kick as well. Um, so I find that kind of interesting. Um, and with Melbourne, um, it seemed like they, they traded out a lot of – mature talent but when you sat down and looked at it it wasn't that drastic and they they have you know future proof themselves in case there is expansion again in in the next couple of years and the draft is compromised and things like that I think with Melbourne maybe the player that they they traded out that they 
are desperately missing is probably Harriet Cordner because Meg Downey's gone down. Um, they're, they're probably their, their biggest key back at the moment is Gab Colvin. She's only in her second season at this level. Or Libby Birch. And Libby Birch and... She she's just kept getting beaten up. Well, she's a bit. She's probably a bit undersized. Like she's a mm. bit smaller than, than. Well, she's definitely smaller than Harriet Cord now. So, yeah, I think they're just a little bit thin down back. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, in terms of the season going forward, and and can they get up there? So Melbourne is sitting at seventh on the ladder, and they're on par with the Kangaroos, who are sitting at sixth, but they've got fifty percent less percentage so if Melbourne are going to get up back into the top six they need to win and win big Mm. Um, whereas Carlton they've only had two wins and they're sitting at 97 percent so for them to win they have sorry for them to get into the finals contention they've they've really just got to win the the rest of their games and hope that those above them lose lose. and at, at this at this rate Collingwood, Brisbane, Fremantle, Adelaide and the Dogs look really, really solid. So I guess the only spot that I would say is still up in the air is that sixth spot um, battling with the Kangaroos. Mm. So I I agree with everything you've said um, about in terms of who's on the park and what they're missing it's as if they're just missing a spark. I don't know where they get it from. Um, whether it is that Maddie for Carlton, whether it is that Maddie Guerin run through the middle, or for Melbourne, it's Daisy Pierce through the middle. I don't know. I, yeah, I, your guess is as good as mine. Mm. Good question, Ellen. Mm. Thank you. Hopefully, we've answered it. Next question from at Nat Warnock. This is. In capitals, how good is Michaela Bowen? Question slash statement. <laughs> yeah, she is very, very good. So she's a young gun. She's in her second season with the West Coast Eagles. Um, Al, I don't know if you managed to see the game. I know that you were driving your car on the way back from Shepparton. Um, however, she just dominated through the middle. And I think if you combine her with Emma Swanson and Dana Hooker when Dana Hooker is back, that is actually a really dangerous triple threat in there. Yeah. Um, she, in answer, she's she's really good. Excellent. Yeah, I did yeah. I did miss the game on Sunday. Yeah, I was uh, off shooting my documentary, so I didn't see any of the games on Sunday. But, uh, but I think she's had, you know – a, a pretty solid season. Like she's definitely stats wise improved since last year and mm. she's exciting. Yes. So uh, Nat underscore Warnock, we will take your <laughs> question partially as a statement. She is. And agree. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, at Sightown 69. Mm. I heard this was coming. Did it go like this? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Quick shout out to Sighthound slash Anyone, if you have not seen Chelsea Randall get hypnotised and pretend to talk like a dog, well, actually, no, she thinks she is a dog, go and look oh, at it. It's on Erin Phillips' Instagram account. That whole thing made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> I just She barks. I know. It yeah, was it's awful. weird. It was really awful. Anyway, <clears throat> Sighthound69 wants to know, should dogs be banned from using Vic Park during the AFLW season? 
if you say yes, you are dead to me? <laughs> um, I think there would be a huge uproar in the Collingwood community if Vic Park were to be closed uh, during the AFLW season. They do an incredible job at keeping the pitch usable, to be honest. <laughs> Hygienic. I've, I've seen... <laughs> I've seen what the dogs do to that period and they like to dig lots of holes, particularly around the goal square. Um, So there's no way I could ever agree. Plus, how could I ever take a sight hound for a walk if Vic Park was closed? Yeah, well, Moose, you would never be let off the lead if uh, they closed Vic Park. (laughs) Even standing there, it looked like it was in really, really good nick, Mm. the ground. So whoever is on groundskeeping at Vic Park, kudos, 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 kudos. Mm. But no, they they shouldn't close Vic Park during AFLW season or AFL season, to be honest. It's for the community, that part. Uh, Our next question from at Pierce X4. Would you change any of your finals predictions? Well, on the Siren Sport uh, season preview podcast, I had my top six as, in in no particular order, mm-hmm. Adelaide, Collingwood, Carlton, Frio, Melbourne. And the Kangaroos, North Melbourne. Yeah. But I was not confident about not picking Brisbane. So I had like Melbourne borderline making it. Brisbane borderline not making it. Turns out I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to go back to um, our season preview and have a listen to what I actually said other than I backed in Frio. Yeah, I backed in Frio for the flag mm. and I said it was going to be Carlton Fremantle grand final. Right. Well, <laughs> so I'm guessing you would like to change your finals prediction or – because I would assume you want to keep or throw Brisbane in there. Well, Brisbane has to come in and the Bulldogs are now in. Yeah, I still I still have faith that Melbourne can make it, but I just don't know who comes out for them. That's and which is basically what you said earlier. Yeah. I am surprised by the Bulldogs. I didn't expect it. I and that, which I think is silly of me though because they're so exciting. Yeah, super exciting and they they had a good draft and um, they also built from last year, but we weren't to know that. Um, so I think that's a real surprise for me. But the other teams, I it's what I th- had expected, I think. Um, I would have expected North Melbourne to be a bit more dominant up the ladder, but um, that's not played out. And another thing I've observed about the Bulldogs is I don't think anyone is a walk-up start. I think there are boxes that you have to tick and I think selection is competitive. When you think about we didn't see Hannah Scott until the week before last or round four. Lauren Spark played round one and hasn't played since. So there's there obviously is a real competition for spots mm. and that's what you want. I can't remember my prediction. <laughs> I know that I thought the Crows were up there. I think I thought Colton. Yeah, I don't know if we actually did no. predictions. I did uh, – my friend's podcast last week and he asked me who I thought would win the best and fairest and who I thought would win the flag. And I 
stuck true to the crows. I still think the crows are up there. I mean, they really oh they smashed the Saints. Yeah, the they weekend. really did. So and they've got Aaron Phillips and they've got Chelsea Randall. So for me, I can never discount did, them. Did you see? Did you see <laughs> the tackle that Chelsea Randall put on G Train? No. I I will send you the clip because it is. Phenomenal. God, is it going to be a would you rather be tackled by a <laughs> just, train or amazing. It's amazing. So, uh, Pierce X4, I, I don't know if that properly answers your question. <laughs> this is the trick of um, not being told what the questions are beforehand because we can't go back and have a look at what we've said. But yeah. um, that's fine. Okay, this is from this is from Twitter now, at Val Axthelm. How Thanks, you going? Val. Hey, Val. How you going, Val? Doggies v Collingwood. What are the matchups you want to see? Mm. How do the doggies approach that game to get the W? And also, how do we get the AFL to update the VFLW app? <laughs> Will stats be shared for those games ever? Um, <laughs> I think we know the answer to that. No. <laughs> Probably not with that one. Probably can't help you with the app, um, Val. But good question. Doggies v Collingwood, what matchups do you want to see? I mean, does anyone else want to see a Malloy versus Huntington? They've been playing, they've both been playing forward, haven't they? But is can play She's, back. Yeah. True. Actually, She's, so she can has, Chloe. She yeah, is known for running off swung far. everywhere. Just put them on the field together I and know. let them run. <laughs> run I, a yeah. I had this conversation as I was sitting there watching. Um, the, the game. I just don't know how you beat Collingwood. Mm. Um, I don't know what player it takes from uh, from Western Bulldogs, but I think it takes an, an effort from a combination of some little jet packs. And I'm going to throw in Kirsty Lamb. Yes, Lammy has been playing so well this she year. She is just a jet, and Jess Fitzgerald, our little favourite. Yeah. Um. By the way, did anyone see her over-the-shoulder handball? It it happened right in front of me after I'd moved after the ant-biting situation. Um, I moved around to like the forward 50 pocket. And she was running and handballed it over her left shoulder to the advantage of a her teammate who was running behind her. Wow. I'll see if I can find a little clip of it because I was just like, you're a freak. But anyway, um, Kirsty Lamb, Jess Fitzgerald, Ellie Blackburn – and then running across the half back, I would put in Brown, mm. and and I'd I'd probably put Izzy Huntington down back to try and nullify Collingwood's forwards, leaving in the forward line probably Bonnie Toogood with Kristen McLeod, and probably the legs of Brooke Lachlan in the forward line as well. Um, and Katie Lynch has been doing an excellent job ac- yeah. uh, across the half back as well um, for for the dogs. So. Mm. I think it'll be a really exciting game of football and it's really going to be about winning those one-on-ones and staying attached to your player um, because Collingwood are just so solid once they've got the ball that it's disastrous if there's not a one-on-one contest. Um, but I think Western Bulldogs will have some fire in their belly and will go hunting. Well, they've got nothing to lose. Like They're just going to yeah. have yep. a crack. Yeah. All power to them. Yeah. What about in the middle? Blackburn v Davey. Yeah. I hope they Oops. just go 
I hope. I hope it's like old times. I hope everyone yeah. just goes head to head. I hope there isn't. Yeah. Yeah. I hope there isn't like any tagging. Don't be any, doing tagging. Any of this tagging business. No, we don't want. We want to play footy. We want pure footy. We don't want tagging. Let them play. <laughs> but I think also um, other element about Collingwood that we haven't spoken about really is the other co-captain Steph Kiyochi who's been playing a wing mm. and the wing position is such a thankless role and she is doing so much grunt work and making position and they do hold their wits so well Collingwood mm. and they often if they do get in trouble you do see them flick it out yeah. the side and they know that they're going to have someone out there so yeah. just a shout out to, to Choch because <laughs> you know I've uh, I've watched uh, Kate Tindall and Nikki Callanan run up and down the wings for Darabin selflessly yeah. for many years, and it, it is such a crucial crucial role. Mm. So uh, hats off. Mm. And and Choch and Alicia Newman was the other one on the weekend who were, played that role of just sitting wide and, and keeping space. And like you said, they used that. But um, yeah, love the wings, especially in a sixteen aside. Um, oh yeah, they do so much work. So hard. Next question from at George H. Was watching Elise Parker in person as good as watching her on screen? It was better. It's better. Even though she didn't have her best game, I mean, she still was great. Um, I think you don't understand her presence around the football until you see her in action. She just is a step ahead and she's just – um, I know this sounds like we're fangirling now, but we were talking about how if I was to pick the perfect build for an AFLW player, yeah. it would be Elise Parker. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think... The for st- her role, yes. Yeah. Yep. The strength, the speed and the endurance, she's the complete package. So mm. it was, it's impressive to see it in action in person, yes. And honestly, um, do yourself a favour and go watch a Giants game and watch her. Yeah. Okay, next question at row underscore Kel. G'day. Two questions not mutually exclusive. Does Carlton have to win their remaining four matches and rely on other teams to bomb out to get a look in at finals? And our top six at the end of round five, are we looking at our finals contenders or is there room for a late surge? I think we've somewhat answered this Um Already. So thank you, Kel, because obviously we're on the same page about what we want to see for the rest of the season. Um, Realistically, I think if some sort of miracle were to happen, um, GWS, St Kilda and Carlton just have to win the rest of their games and hope that, um, you know, Adelaide doggies and kangaroos and Melbourne don't. Um, Personally, I think the top seven will end up being within reach obviously but the yeah I think Melbourne will be the only one kind of grasping for the for a spot can I just say that this question makes me so happy we no longer have the conference system oh we can actually have this conversation and be meaningful yeah it's one it's really good yeah I know that it's been a bit of an upside down season and you know um Fremantle are about to play West Coast for the second time and, and that, but honestly, it's a shitload better than the conference system. Oh, my God. Yeah, I agree. Top six stays as is, in my opinion. Yeah. 
Carlton need to win a lot and buy a lot, and I don't think they have it in them. Yeah, I just having only two wins at this point, I can't see Carlton making the top six, but Melbourne are a chance. But it also depends on how the fixture's going to go. Yeah. Like, I think if, if Melbourne don't win against St Kilda this weekend, that's that. Oh, good night. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think they can make it if they don't beat the Saints. Yeah. A big game for um, North this weekend is against Richmond. Uh, you're, you're coming up against a red-hot Richmond team. Um, North are teetering on the edge of that finals ladder. Um, and then Melbourne need to beat St Kilda. Carlton come up against the Cats at Icon Park. So if they can get the W and get plenty of points on the board and boost their percentage, they're actually kind of sitting pretty against Melbourne there, you know, for that seventh spot this week. So, God, we could be in for an interesting last two or three rounds, to be honest. Oh, definitely, yeah. But I think the top seven is is what I'd be looking at for finals. Okay, now it's time for... Would you rather? Friend of the podcast at Sammy Marshall. Would you rather have an Olympic career in another sport and then come to footy or play elite footy your whole career? Being an Olympian is pretty bloody amazing. Yeah, that's my immediate – imagine going to the goddamn Olympics. Mm. Depends if it's for me. Depends if it's an individual or team sport because I could not stand my own company my whole life. (laughs) Training on my own and beating myself up for all the things I could or could not do. <laughs> um, going to the Olympics is pretty special. God. But playing footy from the beginning of a career, mm. you know, a proper football career is also very special and unique to women. Yeah. A new experience for women now and actually an option. <laughs> for me, Olympics. I mean, I kind of feel like this question for me is like, you know, <laughs> would you rather be able to fly or <laughs> be invisible? Like, <laughs> so far from my reality. But that's the beauty of would you rather. Um, yeah, I would love to be an Olympian and I would also love to be an elite footballer. So, you know, I'd. I'd, I'd so what's your answer, Elle? I'd do an Aaron Phillips. I'd be an Olympian and then. Olympian, then switch to footy. Mm. I, I've had this conversation actually with with Chloe Dalton um, about her transition from rugby to footy and the differences and rah, rah, rah. And she said, to be an Olympian, you just have to be so selfish with your time. And she couldn't go to friends' weddings and she couldn't go to 21sts and 18ths and that kind of thing. Although she did go to 18ths, but like she couldn't go to events that, normal people would get to go to because she had this goal in mind. Yeah. And so there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into being an Olympian, especially like Caddy said, um, in an environment that is really solitary for, for some sports. Um, so it's like, would you rather <laughs> be solitary and in your head or a team competitive environment that mightn't be on the world stage, but if it's in your own little bubble world stage and it brings you a heap of enjoyment. I don't know, but I'd love to be able to get the Olympic rings tattooed somewhere. (laughs) 
I think. Straight on the forehead for you, Hib. On the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe around my eyes. <laughs> Thanks, Sammy. At Scooby Snacks. <laughs> Would you rather play on Brie Davy or strain a muscle at training so you didn't get selected that weekend? <laughs> So you didn't have to play on Brie Davy. <laughs> I'm straining a muscle. I'm absolutely not playing on Brie Davy ever. Thank you very much. No, my calf is way too tight <laughs> right now. Cannot. No, you've got to beat the best to be the best. So I'm put good, me in. I'm good being average, thanks. No, put me in. I know my limitations. I've really I hurt my I should know my limitations. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just really nice. So I'd love to just stand on her and have a chat. I think she'd be too busy running rings around you, mate. Yeah, but that's okay. She's really fit. She could probably have a chat and run at the same time. <laughs> okay. Now, this is the this is probably, I think, the most difficult would you rather that's been sent in. What? And it's from the Darabin Falcons. What? They've turned on us. <laughs> would you rather have Paxi as your teammate or Jane Lange as your coach? And in brackets, you can't have both in this parallel universe. I've had both, just saying. Well, exactly. So you have had (laughs) simultaneously Paxman as a teammate and Jane as coach. You have to just choose one. I don't know why I've gone off the Paxi train. (laughs) But I think Jane has such an effect on players and she's able to just change the way a team work together that I I am I feel very privileged to have been a part of of the team with both of those players really like Jane's a player first and foremost um I think I'm gonna say coach Lange about you Caddy as someone who has neither been coached by or played with um Paxi Oh, I'm the coach. I'm going to go with the coach. I've learned so much. She's, I've never had the opportunity to really even speak with her, but I just hear all the positive stuff about the way she goes about it. Um, Not just at the Falcons, but mm-hmm. beyond that. Um, And I think she is one of a kind and I could not imagine how fantastic it is to be coached by her so um i hope that the women who are coached by her really do appreciate what she has to bring i'm sure they do but um it's not often that you get to be coached by someone with such great insight what about you al this is this is really hard and i'm feeling really sorry for pax (laughs) because she doesn't listen it's fine Actually, if you are listening, respond to my texts. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Sorry, Paxi, but I, I think I'm going to go with Jane as well. I mean, I, I've only observed her as a coach, but what she was able to do with the limited resources that she had here, I just can't wait to see her get that senior coaching opportunity at AFLW with a team of, you know, assistant coaches around her, all of all of those important resources that coaches have at that level and just what she'll be able to do. Yeah, like she's, yeah, she's phenomenal. But also 
not to take anything away from Baxi. I think I imagine as someone who's ever played with her, um, she's another one of those players who takes their teammates with her yeah. and will bring up the standards of how they play and how they train. And it must be incredible to be playing with someone like her uh, and learning from her too. So, I mean, you're not going to lose with either of them in your team, are you? No. Nah. But I think also Paxi is another one who just like just to see the development in her game being in that elite system as well. Like Paxi's always been, you know, a really natural footballer and a really, really amazing endurance athlete. But just to see her take other aspects of her game to the next level just by being in that system. Mm. And the mindset as well has completely changed of, well, um, I need to be an elite athlete to produce an elite environment for myself and for the team. So I was really priv- privileged to watch that and be a part of it during, I guess, COVID. Paxi kind of took me under her wing and took me to trainings and picked me up and took me for a kick of the footy. And it was just this whole, as soon as we got out of the car and put our boots on, just elite behaviors and I hate saying that because it's not the Paxi I know and love but she was a different person as soon as she laces up those boots great question really disgustingly hard hard. yeah Yeah. Mm. no more making us choose between favorites yeah that that hurts (laughs) so round six what are we looking forward to Friday night Richmond versus North. Mm. North. North. Let's just ignore the fact that it's on 5, 10 p.m. Oh, don't. On a Friday evening on Punt what Road. The heck? Who the hell is going to be able to get there? Oh, I could actually. Just thinking. I finish at 5 <laughs> on Swan Street. Well, that's lucky for you because I think the rest of Melbourne's got <laughs> no chance <laughs> trying to get up Punt Road. Oh. Anyway, he's not quite sure what the 5 o'clock's about. Oh, Possibly the men are training or something. No, no, the men are playing a community game at seven ten. Oh, of course. Is that right? Yeah. Who cares? Perhaps they could reverse the order. That would make more sense to me that the men would be the the opener. Yeah. In their fake practice match. Practice match. Yeah. Well, that's just made me angry. That'd be too simple, Caddy. Um, I am looking forward to, well, actually getting to see the Falcons in the flesh on Sunday um, was very hard. It was I don't, I don't know if you guys know, but it was very hard to miss that game on Sunday. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to seeing the Falcons. How long is it since you have missed a VFL well, game? Well, I was trying to work it out, and I think it's possibly sometime in either 2016 or 2015. It was the last time I missed a VFL Alison, that's Falcons longer game. than I have been at this club. I know. Anyway, in terms of AFLW, I am also looking forward to that game on Friday Twilight. <laughs> uh, just and but and just for just for results, I'm I'm very keen to see the results of Melbourne St Kilda and also I think Collingwood Doggies is going to be a really good game. I'm really looking forward to Collingwood Doggies at Victoria Park again, um, and. Um, I've got an RFI, Alison. Oh, this is this is unorthodox. <laughs> Out of order here, but <laughs> yeah, sorry. For round six. Okay. 
Um, it's the first time that we've seen a repeat game. So West Coast are playing Frio on Sunday afternoon at Optus Stadium, which is excellent because it's at Optus Stadium. So it's another derby um, on an excellent ground. However, I have a feeling that Frio will just dominate again on the big ground, um, already knowing West Coast's weaknesses. Who knows, maybe it'll be really tight for the first quarter where West Coast will really lock down Frio like what they did previously. Um, all credit to West Coast's defence. I think they've done an excellent job all year, um, but then they've just been run over the top of. Um, and the, the second RFI already is that, again, Suns are on the road for a fifth week in a row against Adelaide at their home ground of Norwood Oval, and I just don't think it's fair. That is all. Well, we just was talking about how those two results may lock in a couple of key finals performers and uh, just it's going to be so interesting going back over this at the end of the season to really see what those benefits are. We've already highlighted Collingwood having a dream run and it's sitting pretty at the top of the ladder probably not just as a result but it's definitely going to help. Um, and some of these teams that have just exhausted spent already and getting thrown around each end of the country and then who knows what's going to happen next week like they can't just keep playing west coast versus frio for the rest of the season so Mm. something's got to give there so there's got to be some big decisions made after this round about what's next for because it's getting a bit ridiculous victoria teams can't just play victorian teams and we can't just kick everyone else around the, the country so yeah i think there'll be some big movement in in that space next week. I definitely think it's a case of the AFL um, just really deciding their own finals fixture almost. Um, but I agree, Caddy. I think it's going to be watch this space. It's been a lot of that in the last 12 months. <clears throat> so we have a support page on buymeacoffee.com forward slash this AFL life. And we have had more supporters buying us beers but do you know what we also have another three members oh that's a lot of footies we're gonna have to kick so there's a lot of footy dates that we're gonna have to to, have to organize i hope the two of you have a pair of boots each uh somewhere (laughs) um but kel Rowe, georgina hibbard and peter gray thank you so much thank you so much for your support and for the lovely little messages you've sent as well. Um, yeah, like I said, we'll be in touch with you about your rewards. Oh, that warms my heart. Can I just say I think it's hilarious that a reward is to kick the footy with us. <laughs> I think it should be a punishment. <laughs> yeah, well, you, when you see how I shank him, <laughs> you'll be doing Get a lot of running run. around. <laughs> yes, but that is pretty much all we've got time for. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for having us. See you then.